The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist. Oh, abandon all hope ye who enter here. <laughs> the po- James is the sad clown today, comedy writer notwithstanding. I don't know. We, we got to take James's shoelaces away today. It, it's been a bad morning. It, uh, yeah, we, well, anyway, let's finish that intro. The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship problems in 10 minutes or less, but we can't solve our own problems. We just finished <clears throat> a 25-minute episode of Wrong and Wronger that at least one person was actually waiting for, a story that needed to be told, a very good story. It was actually, it was one yeah. of our better episodes. And at the yeah. end, I clicked OK to conclude the recording and the program told me, oh, by the way, there was an error, and we didn't record any of that. Surprise! At the end of 25 minutes, 25 minutes, and at the end of it, it said there was an error. I've been doing this for five years. I've seen every sort of screw-up you can imagine. I mean, we are not professional. We've had our share of disasters, but I've never had the program at the end of it just say, psych, we faked you out. None of that really happened. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed having that conversation just for therapy purposes, because none of it was oh, recorded, and no God. one will ever hear about it, ever, 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 it ever, It really ever. was a good episode, too. Like, uh, there were three really good stories. We were both on point and funny, and <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm making this up, because we never are any of those things, <laughs> but it was a good episode, and I was looking forward to posting it. And that is that is this week's 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, is just subscribing about the episode you can't hear. <laughs> Maybe I need to, uh, I don't even know how I do it. I think maybe I need to have a backup recording device. I need to get like a third-party recording thing and just set it in front of me and just have <laughs> like it roll. get a film crew in there with you? I, I've got to do something because I, I can't do that again. So anyway, I'm going to get a voice recorder. We're going to have a backup from now on. We're going to record at two separate points. The audio probably won't sound as good, but that's okay. Anyway, you don't care about any of that because our trauma is not yours. What you're here for is for us to answer a question, and we do have one, assuming this actually records. Here's the question. Oh, Hi, James and Steve. I started a new job two weeks ago, and I feel like I'm an imposter. I got this job based on a former colleague's referral, so even before my interview, my boss had heard a lot of good things about me. I work from home, and everyone else uh, is from uh, other states and countries. There was no onboarding nor training. It took me about a week to get access to my company system. My boss has been on a business trip and didn't tell me what I'm supposed to do. He basically told me I can define the job and perhaps be the manager to set the best practices for others who work close to the office of the region uh, and work from the office in my current position. He was impressed with everything I said, and when he introduced me to colleagues, he put me on a pedestal, which makes me feel very uneasy. I talked to him yesterday, and he said he believes I don't need hand-holding because of my experience, but he's available if I need anything. I have yet to meet my actual customers to do my job. I feel like I have not contributed to work at all. In my previous jobs, I've always uh, had a routine, and I always know what to do. This is my first work-from-home job, and I'm the only one in the company that, uh, that works from home due to location. Right now, I don't know what to do. I feel very insecure about my job. I did sign an employee contract, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel like I have a job until after I saw. I don't. I didn't feel like I had a job until after I saw my, the pay deposited in my bank account. 
I'm a 38-year-old female, and this is not my first job. I know I can handle the job, and all my friends also told me I have the capability, personality, and experience to nail it all. What should I do? Okay, so the issue is imposter syndrome, Steve. Take it away. <clears throat> I don't think the issue is imposter syndrome. All right, then. So I'm... <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers the Seinfeld episode that uh, launched the phrase working on the Penske file, but it basically was George Costanza showed up for work every day and did nothing (laughs) because like the boss didn't even really know that he was hired because he wasn't, but he was working on the Penske file over and over again until he was discovered and then walked out. (laughs) Imposter syndrome is where you feel like uh, people think you can do something that you can't. The problem is you don't really have a something to do right now. So you don't know if you have imposter syndrome quite yet. Obviously, your boss has very high expectations and a high opinion of you. So I understand that creating a little, uh uh-oh, I need to at least raise my game to the level of his expectation. But the thing that I wrote down is uh, boss equals busy. This sounds like a situation where your boss is doing way too many things and really doesn't have the time to sit down and make sure that you have a <clears throat> a cogent workflow. <clears throat> so I think you may have been hired with anticipation that your role would be important at some point, but it, it, it isn't yet. Otherwise, you'd be doing something and meeting your customers and doing all that stuff. It's interesting, your boss said, you don't need handholding because of all your experience. And then uh, basically gave you nothing to do. So it's like, well, no, I don't need hand-holding because I'm sitting here reading Cat Fancy Magazine every week, every day, instead of doing an actual job. My recommendation is <clears throat> to uh, to ask your boss about what it is that you can be doing. If your job job hasn't quite materialized yet, are there other things that you can do? Because when I said I don't believe she has imposter syndrome, I do believe she has a tremendous amount of anxiety over whether or not someone's going to realize, do we actually need this chick? Like, she ain't doing nothing. We got to cut her loose. So I would create value for yourself. And that might, gosh, I got a frog in my throat. That might be, for the time being, doing someone else's job or helping on a different project or on a different team. And then when your boss can finally get a few minutes to organize his thoughts and get you working and your workflow going, then you can kind of cash in on that. But for the time being, we've got to create some value so you feel like you're not just reading Cat Fancy magazine until they end up firing you. What say you, James? Well, I think this is a pretty common situation. It happens at the start of almost every job where they bring you on. They know there's going to be work eventually, but they haven't got you trained up to actually do anything yet. And I mean, I've been through those periods before, but the difference is that was in the olden days when people went into work. So there was nothing for you to do, but you were wasting your life in an office. So yes, you were being paid to be a place you didn't want to be. So you didn't feel that guilty. Uh, Now with work from home, there's nothing for you to do, but you're also at home, which is what scares you. Uh, You have the dream. There's nothing for you to do and you're getting paid and your boss is gone. I mean, this... This should be the happiest time of your life. You're basically on paid vacation. Uh, The issue is you're afraid they're going to lay you off. They're not going to lay you off, like, uh, well, at least not right away. Think about this. Like, your boss had to go to bat. He had to say, he had to justify this position. He needed to say, I need, there's so much work. I need this person. I need funding for this. He got approval. He's not going to turn around and say, oh, I was wrong. We didn't need approval for that. There's no work. That's not how you succeed as a manager. You succeed as a manager by making your empire bigger, not smaller. So it's in his 
it's in his interest to keep you. Now, what the issue is your own guilt and anxiety that you're going to be found out that there's nothing for you to do. So here's what you're going to do. Every day, you're going to do three things that you can describe, like three things you could put on a resume. They don't actually have to be like big things, just three things you can write down. So if your boss asks what you did today, well, I checked in with team makers, uh, uh, members to see what their progress was. I helped so-and-so. You know, shoot out an email and say, hey, my workload is light right now. Maybe don't phrase it like that. Phrase it more diplomatically, but say, hey, is there anything I need help you, can help you with? And then you help them with one minor thing. Just, it might even, it might be like 20 minutes of work for the entire day. Just do three things that you can say you did and keep a log of it. So if he comes back and says, what did you do? You can tell him. And he's not going to go check. He's not going to care. He's not going to like go and cross check how much time that would take. And then you've done something. And then once he gets back, you can check with him and say, so what's the priority right now? And at that point, he's going to say, well, this is what we're struggling with. This is what you can work on. Or better yet, he's going to say there isn't a priority. Do whatever. In which case you realize you have hit the jackpot, the mother load. You have found a fake job with no real duties. In which case you can just ride this to retirement and be the happiest you've ever been. So that's my advice Uh, right now. Fake work uh, up front that you can justify your your uh, presence there and on the back end hope that there's no real work in the future but i suspect there will be uh, any closing thoughts steve you know james <clears throat> people who aren't you like <laughs> to be busy <laughs> they like to be challenged they like to use their brain once in a while they like something to do I know that your ideal job would be to sit on a lawn chair and stare at the sun for eight <laughs> hours, but a lot of other people actually want work to do. Like, it helps make the day go by a little faster. Right now, it, it she just has nothing but time, and it must feel like she's in a jail cell. Like, oh, my God, I got to move my mouse every five minutes okay. to make sure that my... She's, she's at home. Is your house a jail? She's the one place everybody goes. She's the place where when you have to go into an office, you fantasize about going back to. And as for moving her mouse periodically, there are mouse jigglers you can buy online. Like, it just... You're <laughs> No. There are a million solutions to this issue. You, the guy who was never in his life, worked an office job. You are the <laughs> self-employed maverick out here. I'm the office drone. So trust me on this one. I'm the one who knows what he's talking about. Mouse jigglers. Oh my God, people are awesome. <laughs> oh, all right. Somebody thought of that. That's good. yeah, they all did. Right. We this is like I said. She's not the only person in this position. She just she just feels guilty about it because she's new. But soon she will acclimate and she won't feel guilty at all. Well, if you want us to tell you how to slack off or save your relationship, send that question in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the e. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be platonic friends, coworkers whatever you've got send it in this has been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back 